And we are recording in recording progress. Recording on Wednesday, March 8th, 2023 at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time with Mr. Charles Smith. And I keep forgetting to plug audibly because not everybody watches on Rumble. You guys, if you want to support the podcast, please click on the little red button above on Rumble for locals. You can join for like five bucks a month. And I feel slimy even saying that. I hate pushing shit, especially with a guest here. But I've been forgetting to do it. And I literally wrote it on a piece of cardboard and put it in front of my computer and was like, don't forget. Because this is, you know, as much as I like to live in the world of make-believe, this podcast is a business. And believe it or not, this apartment costs money and so does food. So, guys, if you want to support the show watch video games, dreams, whatever. But Mr. Smith has been on here a couple times before, and uh, he was just asking, how do I track down people like Lee Harvey Oswald's girlfriend? It's um, no, no six-month period is the same as the others in terms of how you acquire guests. The, f- the first six months was literally going on Reddit, Instagram. You see somebody with a cool dog, and you're like, you gotta go low hanging fruit. You're like, we come on my podcast, talk about your dog. As you build up a library of let's now say fifty guests, gets a little easier. You can say, Will you come on my podcast? You're gonna be episode fifty one. Here's a whole library. It seems a little more credible. Six months after that, you've maybe snagged an author or two through wild trial and error that then opens the door to other authors. You say, I've had on this author. So it gives a little more credibility. Six months after that, you maybe get lucky and you get someone a little out of your league, right? You you sent out 100 emails, 99% of people said no, but maybe you get one. For me, it was episode 95, Mike Durant, the quote unquote Black Hawk Down pilot who was shot down in Mogadishu in 1993. That's the whole movie's about him. Now you got a little more street cred, right? So now you email someone else and they've heard of Black Hawk Down. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of keeps building on that general theme of it unlocks new doors. And and then the old model doesn't work anymore. So you don't go on Reddit anymore. It's not worth it. You don't need it. It's a waste of your time. And you move on to a new model. And it's, it's really clunky at first. And then you start to get it streamlined. And you start knocking out guests. And then almost like changing gears on a bicycle or something, you realize it's not difficult anymore, which means you're not growing as fast as you could be growing. So you try a new model. And the current model, and I'll let you speak, I promise. The current model is, it's two things. It's other podcast guests. Right now it's about three. I'm, I'm, moving, out of, I'm moving out of the most recent one, which is people commenting and texting and emailing me saying you should get this guy on here's his email address and you go oh that's a great so you kind of crowdsourced your research that model is now slowly fading away and there's two primary ones right now it's other podcast hosts who's who you've been on with or have been on with you are like hey do you want to talk to this guy and that's how I got Lee Harvey Oswald's girlfriend. I was on a show. And he was like, yeah, I'm interviewing this woman, Judith. And I was like, how did you get her? And then the newest model is right now people, I think agents, who represent authors or speakers, I guess I've hit like a magic threshold number of 15,000 15, subscribers. 
that now people reach out on behalf of other people. And as opposed to you should have Charles Smith on, here's his email. Instead, it's saying people, it's people saying, hey, I represent Charles Smith. Would you like to get him on? And so now it's become even more autonomous. So a very long-winded answer to your question, how do I get these people? It's an ever-evolving game. And that's the paradigm I'm in right now. People representing people with direct contact are now asking me to have them come on. <laughs> and I imagine that will probably be, if, if, if history has been any evidence, I imagine this will run till about this fall or this winter. And then a new model will emerge. But because people are tired of listening to the sound of my voice and me monologuing like an idiot, huh? Mr. Smith, how are you doing? Good. Well, I'm sorry. I'm You're quite all right. Interrupting our podcast with coughing fits because I have a hellacious cold. You're good. <clears throat> but I'm sipping water, and you got through our last podcast with the flu, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to do as well as you did. Hey, if if your cough's bothering you, a we <clears throat> we can we can always reschedule, or b I can just sit here and monologue to you. <laughs> you just ask me <laughs> questions, and I'll give you long winded answers. I don't care. No, I think that um, I want to comment on on. Um, your description of the ever-changing like landscape that you're um, basically trekking through. And I, I believe this is the case for all podcasts. And, um, you know, I, I was, uh, I saw an article somewhere, the guardian or the New York times or somebody <clears throat> was saying, Oh, podcasting is, is over the hill. You know, like now, it, you know, like everybody started a podcast and now the industry is, consolidating because the audience and money isn't there, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and so um, it's literally like taking a walk in a, in a, uh, one of our, you know, national parks. What I've found is if you can make it past the first click, the first kilometer, you're going to lose like 80% of the Americans behind you. They, you know, they, they, most people can't walk even a mile. I'm sorry, especially if it's uphill, you know, and then you, you you lose people. And I'm thinking of a recent hike I did in the southern Yosemite a couple of years ago. It wasn't a difficult hike. I mean, you know, heck, man, I'm almost 70, right? I mean, and so it's like, uh, you know, you get to mile three and you get to mile four and you're like the only people out there except a couple of rugged um, young people and maybe a couple of uh, rugged geezers. And it's like, so that's how podcasting is. And in fact, that's how everything in the digital space is. I have to constantly adapt too. And so uh, I do want to make a uh, mention your your plug is that, you know, everybody has to contribute, not just their mindset, you know, their time, but you got to contribute a few bucks to the people that you support, right? Because that's the only model there is now. Advertising five years ago was big time. You know, it was really easy to make a lot of money. Now all the platforms have strip mined most of the money. So like if you could make like five grand um, five or six years ago on YouTube, now you'll make five or 600. If you used to make like a, a grand on, on AdSense, you know, which is um, Google's um, ad uh, for, you know, uh, websites and blogs and stuff like that. Now you're going to make like 12 bucks. And so it's like, you have to get participation, financial participation and support from your listeners and viewers, because that's all the, that's the only model left other than speculating in the stock market or NFTs or whatever, and actually 
that can be a lot of fun, but it can be really dangerous. So it's easier if you just support Tommy with the five bucks. <laughs> and, uh, and, but that's, you know, on YouTube, when I started, I was like, I can't wait till I'm monetized. And then like, I hit the threshold. They're like, you need a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. I hit 5,000 subscribers and like 30,000 watch hours. And they're just like, they're banned from misinformation. I was like, what? And like, so doing this now, I mean, Spotify is, I've been on Spotify since April 2020, so almost three years. As of today, I have 277,000 views and 3,296 subscribers. And I've done 1,100, this is episode 1,130. I've made $959 in three years, which is great. I'm happy, but I mean, come on, that's not rent for a month. And Rumble's, Rumble's getting better. I've only see, I've been on Rumble for about three years, but it was pretty much like a backwater backup channel on the off chance YouTube banned me. Thank God. And uh, right now I have other back BitChute, Odyssey, CloudHub, Brighteon on the off chance one day Rumble goes rogue and bans me. But I've only quote unquote seriously been on Rumble since about August 2021 when I got banned from YouTube. So I don't really count the first year and a half I was on there. I think I had like 100 subscribers around then. And then I started pushing Rumble links. No longer pushing YouTube links. Gotta, you know, change everything. And it's grown dramatically. But I mean, even there, and I love Rumble. They helped me out enormously. A couple months ago, I reached out to them. Every Christmas, I every Christmas I start to lose my mind that it's not working. And I send out emails to like Spotify, iTunes, Rumble. And I'm like, what do I need to do to make money? And most of them just don't respond or I get like a bot response. It's like, thank you. Have you tried contacting help support? And I'm like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> And I sent out an email to like Rumble. And I was like, I don't even know what I have to do. Just tell me what to do. And somebody reached back to me and he's a cool, he's a cool dude. who's actually been on this podcast. He helped me live stream. He's taught me how to make thumbnails. He's taught me how to do it. And it's, it's grown enormously. So I genuinely from the bottom of my heart, rumble, love rumble. And I have to, and I'm prefacing with that because I'm now going to maybe shit a little bit on rumble, right? Not a bold, a bold business move, but I've been on there. I've been on here. All right. So I've gotten since August, 2021, I've gotten 4 million views. I've made $993 and 57 cents. And I don't necessarily think I'll backpedal now. I don't necessarily think that's a blemish on rumble. I think it's more of what you're pointing out. I would probably, if I was on YouTube and got 4 million views, it would probably be about the same. And, but there's no excuses and you have to adapt and I don't want the podcast to be behind a paywall because I grew up with Napster and LimeWire and I know that there's no such thing as paywalls. <laughs> you get whatever you want. So it is voluntary. And so right now I'm putting up things on Locals, which is owned by Rumble. It's Rumble's the alternative to YouTube. Locals is the alternative to Patreon in terms of they don't censor. And people have started to pay me and so I'm trying to start put, putting out exclusive content on there because I, I don't want the podcast to be behind a paywall. One, I just don't believe in that. And two, I also don't want it to start to get hairy, right? You have on a guest and they're behind the paywall and they say, hey, where's my cut? So to me, I'm just like, none of it's behind a paywall. But I have started putting other stuff behind the paywall. 
I'll get on there and talk about the guests for the next week. I'll show them around the studio and kind of behind the scenes. I've started streaming my video games. And it's just me kind of monologuing like I am now as I'm walking around just shooting. So even there, like you said, I'm trekking through this unknown environment. But unlike trekking through a national park where you probably have a, at least a reasonable guess of what you're going to encounter, it's going to be a mountain, a river, maybe a desert, maybe some snow. This is like trekking a mountain range on another planet. I'm like... It's raining. Is that sulfur rain or is that normal rain? <laughs> like there's a mountain. Is that made of is that made of acid and, and uranium or is that just dirt? So again, a very long-winded and I'm purposely speaking more so you don't have to talk as much cuz I know you're you got you're itching in your throat. That's really the only way. And it sucks cuz it's voluntary. But that's the only thing that keeps that is going to keep this show going until April of next year when my funding from my my business partner runs out. So again, that is my pitch to everybody. If you want this show to keep going and want it to be continually as independent and wild, you got to support the Starbucks isn't sponsoring the show that has Lee Harvey Oswald's girlfriend on it. They're not putting their name on that. They're they're just not. When she's like he didn't do it, he was killed by the CIA, Geico ain't putting their ad on there. <laughs> They're just not. So, guys, if you want to keep this show independent, you do have to plug it. By the way, Mr. Smith and I didn't coordinate this. We're not. This isn't a sales pitch. This is organic. But yeah, yeah, because I actually live off of this too, <clears throat> and I've been, you know, um, I've, I've been writing for like you know three or four you know decades. But um, the the freelance model of getting paid by media outlets that died too um because the media outlets you know were um eviscerated by uh craigslist and other stuff and so it's um you have to support the media outlets you favor too you know uh, the ones on the edge the, the marginal ones that always are out doing those fundraisers well they they, they need your support too so i kind of have a little list of media outlets which i don't necessarily agree with but people who are independent and support independent thinking that's all i really care about you know is is like the independence of it and you know one of the things that bugs everybody that knows about it is the institutions that we're supposed to trust like for universities or you know some national agency the people that work in there are supposed to be experts and many of them have all the credentials but they've been bent right and in other words they have to kind of carry the party line if they want a paycheck and so there's not too much independence in any kind of large organization because they have to you know they have to um, mimic and support the party line and or they're they're out right they get sent to Siberia so um and so we're presented with this stuff as if this is like the real goods right these are experts and they're they're independent. It's like, no, sorry, that's not the case. And of course, you can pick any industry and find the examples of what I'm talking about. So the true independence, we're all on the margins, because if we worked for some institution, we'd be bent, we'd be, you know, that's or we'd you'd, you'd quit. Yeah, that's you. You really don't have an option. Sorry. Yeah. And it's <sighs> there's also a little bit of almost like philosophical surrender in that 
because I because this isn't 1990 and there is no like alternative way to download this show. I can't I can't put the screws into people and be like, if you want Tommy's podcast, you got to fork up, right? <laughs> I can't I can't do that. Cable companies can even in 2023, right? Some a small fraction of people are going to stream illegally, but even they will get notices from their ISP that says you're violating the Digital Millennium Act and, you know, whatever, this is your first warning. I can't do that. And because of that, there is a surrender where you go, if people like this show, they're going to support it. If they don't like it, because we're not in a totalitarian hellscape yet. And so our last episode was called Digging Our Digital Graves. And because I make the thumbnails the night before, I didn't know what we were going to talk about, so I just named it Digging Your Digital Graves Part 2, and it's actually kind of fitting in there perfectly, so thank you, serendipity. I don't know if that's the right word. But there is a surrender where you go, if people like this, they're going to support it. And if they're not supporting it, you're not putting out good enough content. Well, it's not fair that they're, hey, you are where you... Life isn't fair, and I've benefited from that enormously. I'm white. I'm a straight man from a loving household with parents still married and went to private school. Life isn't fair, and I have benefited wildly from the unfairness, and I'm in the United States in 2023. Like, okay, so no, life isn't fair. But if I am to make it, I just have to put out better and better interviews with better guests. You know, even now, it's just you and I shooting the shit, but you got to get eight hours of sleep. You can't be tired. You can't be loopy. You gotta hit the gym. You gotta wake you up. You gotta take a shower. You're in, you're on camera, right? You gotta put on a clean clothes. You gotta you gotta brush your teeth. You gotta shave. You gotta put your hair over, right? You gotta make sure everything's up and working. Make sure the audio's going. And you have to, and then I meditate, so I'm I'm here and I'm present and I'm hearing every word you say. You just gotta go into it and give it your all, and and it is working very slowly. But. Again, there's a there's an almost surrender where if it doesn't work, it's not that the Gestapo is kicking down doors of people paying for my podcast. It's that it just didn't work. And there's a very there's a there's a neutral apathetic surrender to that. It's not good, it's not bad. It's just if you want it, go get it. Yeah, I'd like to speak to that because I wrote this book uh, last year um, called uh, Self-Reliance in the 21st Century. And it's kind of like my philosophy for going forward uh, through the next what I consider a couple decades of turmoil and disorder, and which is like, hey, everybody wants a solution, Tommy, you know, like, uh, you know, like it's the. Mr. Smith, you froze up. I don't know if you can hear me. Anybody's watching, uh, his stream just froze up. I'm going to email him. Uh, something just happened. Well, now I'm going to monologue. This is the most difficult part of the podcast is when a guest freezes up and I have to contact them, but also keep monologuing. This is the hardest part. So I'm going to email him right now. Hey, you just froze up. Hey, you just froze up. Hey, you just froze up and ask and will you please will you rejoin the meeting 
and I got to do this while also talking to you because the show's live. All right. I think he got the email. And hey, he just froze up. Will you rejoin the meeting? So he should be rejoining any second. So now that the email's over, that's the hardest part is when you got a monologue while writing an email or a text to a guest that just froze up. Now we're in the clear. The email sent. So now I'm not multitasking. Now it's just me. But it's still kind of weird because I also have to man the email to see if he's going to respond. So hopefully he should. And, uh, but yeah. And again, I know I talk a lot and people are always like, shut up, let your guest talk. He told me beforehand he has a very bad cold and that he, that he's coughing a lot. So I'm trying to fill the air for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is, that is the show, man. You know, it's, and I hate it because it's like those awkward, if you grew up going to church or something, it's like those awkward talks where the priest like once a year would be like, you know, hey, you kind of got to fork up to keep this church going. You kind of got to take out those checkbooks. You need to put in a 50, not a 20. And it's an awkward talk. But this is the awkward talk. Uh, if you guys want this show to keep going, at the rapidity it goes and at the freedom in which it is broadcast, it needs to be supported. Right now it's making about $500 a month. It needs to make about five times that to keep the show. And that's just, that's to keep the show going, pay rent, food, utilities. That's not, I need it so I can get a fucking, no, I'm driving a a 12-year-old Honda Civic. It's the gaming computer is the same. That's not getting updated. I have the same, I have a three-year-old iPhone. I've been using this microphone since December 2020. If you want the show to keep going, we got it. We got to, we got to fork up. Um. And it's also, you know, if I if the show doesn't succeed by April 2024, I'm going to have to eek, go get a job, which is fine. I don't, whatever, I'll go grind um, and keep the show going while I can. I'll try to do it in the afternoons, but that's just me. I have no idea how tired I'll be. I'll probably have to go get a job at just like a fucking bar or a, a that's what I'll probably try to do, go get a job at a bar um, and do this in the afternoon or in the mornings. But it will be one a day, maybe. I have no idea. It could be as little as two a week. And um, because I will be, this is all hypothetical, because I will be working at a job, I won't have the freedom and elasticity and maneuverability to, you know, something's happening, Chinese spy balloon, where I can immediately, you know, it's my off day, but whatever. I call up a couple people. I'm like, you were in the Air Force, you were in the CIA. What is this? Can we talk about? And then you get it going live and you're, you're, on, you're on top of it and it's kind of covering the news. It'll be probably primarily big topics like the war in Ukraine that will be booked weeks out. And then a lot more of just authors of historical Cold War books because that's something where I can plan the events aren't changing; they're in the past, and I can do it. So the, it'll the podcast will take a major blow. Uh, I'll obviously keep going. I'm not going to quit. If I have to go work at a job, if I have to go get a job and do this podcast in the mornings or the evenings, I'll do that for ten years. I don't give a shit. But um, if you guys want to keep it going with the rapidity, if you want the kind of live covering sh- covering news as it happens and if you don't want to behold the advertisers if you want me to have on you know these doctors being like hey this is a bioweapon used to depopulate the world 
or Judith Ferry Baker being like Lee Harvey was like he was a he was a CIA fake detector working for the DIA and he actually called he actually prevented an assassination in Chicago. If you want that wild shit, yeah, Raid Shadow Legends isn't putting their name on that. So, and again, you know, it is what it is. Um it is what it is. If it, you know, if that's what people want, then people will fork up and go to look. So what is local? So local is Rumble's Patreon. Um, you can go on it. You can, I think you can join for free and there is free stuff on there, but I think the lowest tier possible is $5 a month. Um, and I've only just recently in the last like week or so really started up in the amount of content on there. Um, one, because Patreon just like doesn't let me post every time I post, it says I need admin access, but I'm Tommy of Tommy's pot. Fuck me. So one thing I'll do is I'll put out like a video on like a Sunday and be like, here's this week's guests. And then I'll also upload videos every day before the shows because the schedule is changing rapidly. And I'll be like, hey, they're not coming on today, but they are coming on today. You can post suggestions. You can say, Tommy, you should get this guy on. I may or may not. I don't know. Um, And then I'm also putting up other stuff. I'm putting kind of like behind the scenes stuff, showing you what the daily routine is. Wake up, make the bed. Wake up, put on clothes, make the bed. Come in here, turn on the computers, turn on the gaming computer kind of get everything going, make sure the lights, camera, microphones are working, internet's working, uh, and then show the hard drives and all that good stuff and how I post and make thumbnails. I'll probably do that too tonight. And then, so last January, I don't know where Charles Smith is. I hope a nuke didn't go off in her right. Probably just went out here, sunny day, we're offline, we'll email you in this game. Yeah, no worries. Oh, so his power went out. Yep, no worries. I'm I'm monologuing. Yep, no worries. I'm monologuing. M- monolog. Text me. That would be easier. Um. It looks safe. Um. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to do is start. Uh. So I do. I started the video game channel. In January 2020, I think, it's Petro Patriarchy. It's John Bolton dressed up as Colonel Sanders. Um, and it was, it's a bastard stepchild where it's just unholy, me and my friends drinking and smoking and just... And, and the, the, the audio shit, it's echoing. I don't even know how to... I didn't know how to screen record properly for, like, the first year. And sometimes I would just hit pause and go, go to the store for an hour and come back, and there's just a pause screen. Like, I did put no effort into it. We did episode 200 last night. The last three episodes or so. So from 197 forward, I'm actually trying to fine hone it. Uh, I have myself on the screen so you can see me. Um, I'm not taking like long breaks. I'm, I'm running to the bathroom and coming back. I'm trying to put a little more effort into it. I don't want to make it work because then it will become miserable and I'll hate doing it. But I'm trying to put a little more effort into it, make it a little more clean. Um... I still eat on camera. That's that's gross. Sorry, you have to see that. Whatever. And but that's and there is a live stream on that now. There is a live stream chat on Rumble, but I don't look at the live chat. It it distracts me, and I think it I think it's rude to the guests to just be looking off camera. Uh huh. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you? Hey, Bill from Montana wants to know why your wife's a whore, and it's like what the fuck. So no, like we're not doing that. Um. Uh, we're not doing that. 
but on the live stream on the video game channel, I will look at the, I, and I do look at the comments. So if you want to comment on the live stream while I'm playing video games, I'll actually look at it. Like I was playing, I've been playing Hitman lately, and I've been trying to go through the maps and just kill everyone with a knife only, no guns. And, you know, somebody commented, they're like, hey, use, like, the combat knife instead of, like, the butcher knife. And I was like, all right. And I, I tried that. And someone else is like, use the dead fish only. Like, you can get, like, a, a frozen fish and just beat people with it. And I tried that, but it's not lethal. It only knocks them out. So it's not as efficient. But there are suggestions, like, while I'm playing video games. Okay, go do that. And sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Some people comment guests in there. But, I mean, like, if you want to talk to me, um, I don't know why you would, but if you want to talk to me, just you know, drop a line in the chat while I'm playing video games. I post those live stream links on all the social media: Facebook, Getter, Gab, Social, Twitter, Truth Social, uh, Cloud Hub, Brighteon, FreeSpace, uh, Parler, all of them, Telegram. But what I've started to do is now that I'm putting a little more effort into these streams. Um, I put them up and they're, so I put up the link everywhere and then I also, they're at the top of the show. So if you go to the, the page on Tommy's podcast on Rumble, you'll, you'll see it at the very top. It'll just be the Petro Patriarchy logo, which is just bright red and it will, you know, you click on it and it's live. Um, as, the, and then as soon as it's over, I unlist it so you can no longer see it unless you have the link and doesn't just like refresh on the page because I don't want to clog up the podcast with just a bunch of video game streams. It's 99% of people are here to watch the podcast, not the video game. So I'm trying to keep it clean of that. But I am going to keep hosting them on TPC because it's already got built in 16,700 subscribers, whereas the gaming channel on YouTube has 42. So I am piggybacking off the podcast, and I'm going to continue to do that. However, once the show is over, once the live stream's over, I unlist it, and then you can only watch it if you have the links from any of like the nine social media platforms I post on. Which, I mean, it's not exactly an exclusive thing. Parlor, Getter, Gab, Social, Free Space, Cloud Hub, MeWe, Telegram, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook. Um, fuck MeWe, by the way. That it's I don't know if you can see it. MeWe, it's on the second row, free space, cloud hub, MUI. Man, why can't it focus? Focus, focus. There you go. No, it's too bright. MUI sucks. I've had it for like two years. I have zero followers, zero traction. I don't know why I keep posting there. And I was on it. I was flying out to a to to visit a family friend back in February, early February. I was actually I was going out for for a funeral, and I was at the airport. And it's like four in the morning and I'm waiting for like the, you know, everyone's kind of tired. And I opened up MeWe and I had this moment of like, why don't I scroll MeWe? Who knows? Maybe there's a, maybe there's something there, you know, for like two years I had like 10 subscribers on CloudHub and then I finally started using it more and now it's up to like 250. So I had this moment of like, I wonder what's on MeWe. Let's, let's, let's turn over this rock and see what opportunity lies. And I had this moment of like, who knows what adventure this hold next? This holds for the podcast next. Maybe I meet the next big guest. Open MeWe. Scroll. Had never scrolled. I always just post and then leave. First thing. Two two young dudes like my age sucking off an old man. No warning. No blurred out. No, you know. Mature audiences only. Are you sure you want to view? Just straight up 
and I hey, in full I don't care if it's heterosexual. I don't care if the, I, a, a guy going down on a girl. I don't want to see it, especially at an airport. So fuck me, we. Where was I going with this? Um, we should probably reschedule. Yep, no worries. So he he's got to reschedule. So I'm just gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep talking. L O L. Um. So yeah, so he so he he can't he can't be here right now. So I'm just gonna keep talking. Um. But that's what the that's what the show is. Hey, I've got to go to the bathroom real quick, and there's no one here to monologue. So monologue amongst yourselves. We are big. back um yeah so so mr smith in hawaii and his uh internet cut out and he said if it's out for more than a few minutes it normally means it's uh it's less of like a power outage glitch and it's possible that like a power line went down so we're gonna reschedule so this is just gonna be uh a solo rant wasn't really uh was really prepping for this but uh we're going solo so where was i going live live stream something um yeah. So that's what it is. This is the awkward talk where, uh, and like, you also don't want to force it because that starts driving people away. Like, you got to pay for this. But like, it's like Tim Dillon, who I love. He, not anymore. I think he's fallen off like the top five. But for a while, he was the number one earner on Patreon. And I've gone through this before. He's, I think he was the funniest man alive. Started making like 250 grand a month on Patreon and he kind of fell off, which, whatever, I get. It's neither here nor there. But. And then he kicked off his producer, Ben, and it's a whole bunch of drama that unless you like that, that show, you won't give a shit about. It. So we'll end that there. But as his audience and thus Patreon revenue has decreased dramatically, boo-hoo-hoo, he's only making 125 grand a month or whatever. He has started to, I think he has a lifestyle that he's trying to upkeep and he is adding a ton of ads to his show now, which is making the show worse. So less people are watching which is making his revenue go down. So he's adding even more ads, making the show worse. And so it's a vicious death cycle. But nobody gives a shit about celebrity drama, neither do I. But I just use that as a point to say, I don't want to like kill this show with money, money, money. But, but this isn't, me making a quarter million a month and then getting mad because I'm only making a fifth of a million a month. This show is being completely artificially floated 
by uh, my business investor from April 2021. I got a sneeze coming till April 2024. I've talked about it extensively on the show. Um, he he he. That guy pays for I get like a monthly stipend for rent, food. It's just enough to do the show, and it's to artificially inflate it, artificially support it, so that I can do these. Because I was. Very long story short for anybody listening, I was doing the podcast. I was working uh, at a liquor store li- uh, doing the podcast on a laptop in a room above my parents' garage, going over a fast 30-year-old loser. And uh, a guy found the show and goes, I, li- I only listen to you and Rogan. And I was like, that's a that's a, that's a a big gap. And he was like, I think you've got it. Whatever it is, I think you've got it. I wish you did more shows. Bro, I can't do more shows. I work at a liquor store, and I'm a loser, and I live at home. How much money would you need to just do the show 24-7? I was like, well, here's what rent would be and food would be, you know, a couple grand a month. All right, this guy's loaded. All right, how about I give you 36 months of of living experience? He asked, how long did it take you to get in med school? I said, I almost filled out my freshman year, but I worked really hard the next three years, so three years. He goes, all right, well, I'll give you three years to turn this thing profitable. We'll go 50-50. I said, no, let's go 51-49. I don't want, I want control. And he said, that's fine. On the off chance the show becomes successful, I get 49% of all future revenue. If you become some Rogan guy, we both get rich. And if it doesn't, we part as friends. I don't have to pay him back. And um, so that goes from April 2021 until April 2024. The show has grown dramatically. He's probably my biggest fan behind my mom. But money is money. And the show is artificially floated for me to be able to do last year I did 385 episodes. I'm aiming for 400 this year. For me to be able to do these episodes around the clock cuz an episode might be an hour or an hour and a half. You don't see all the prep behind it. There's a ton of prep behind it and after it. It really does take up most of the day. I have about 4 to 5 hours by myself at the end of the day for me. Doesn't include sleep. Which is, I think, what most people have. Boo-hoo-hoo. But the point is, is thus it's a full-time job. I'm not saying that I only get four hours by myself. Most people get that best-case scenario. They get four hours of free time a day. The point I'm trying to illustrate is is that people who get four hours of free time a day are people that have full-time jobs. This is a full-time job. Where it might only look like two hours of work because I put out two one-hour podcasts. It is a full-time job. Everything around it emails, all the emails that don't land and don't get guests, audiobooks, research, just coordinating shit like this. This goes down. We've got to have an alternative, Zoom, Skype, whatever, managing all the platforms, answering all the emails, phone calls, trying to coordinate. It's a full-time job. So this show has until April 2024, and today's March 8th, 2023. April 17th, 2024 is the day the funding runs out. And um, and it, it is working. I think two years ago, I was making like, or I think in 2020, I was making 50 cents a month. 2021, I think the show was making about $5 a month. Well, 2022, it started out slow, but by the end, it was making like 50 a month. Now it's making about 500 a month, which is still great. But it needs to go up a minimum fivefold just to cover costs. That's not so I can go get a Rolls Royce and a fucking, you know, Rolex. It's just to keep the show going. Um, so, yeah, and and I'm, I'm never going to put the show behind a paywall. I just don't like that. I think it's stupid. Um, 
I think it's okay if it's a cash grab. If you're planning on ending the show and you just want to squeeze the juice out of it, go for it, I suppose. But in terms of longevity and staying power, I think it's a dumb move. You know, some people make a ton of money by putting the show behind paywalls. Well, who's made the most money? It's the guy that doesn't put it behind paywalls, Joe Rogan. So, you know, other football players are great, but if Tom Brady does something, I'm going to do that too. But I do have to maneuver. I do have to give you a reason to go to locals, not just this sob story. So I am going to put more exclusive content out there. Maybe I'll put the solo rants behind a, a pit, but I don't like that idea either. I like the video game stream because that's kind of it's a luxury. You're not you're not I'm not withholding a podcast. It's not even now like the the Charles Smith's internet went out so I have to monologue, but there's still like a somewhat air of professionalism right now, right? Like I ran to the bathroom and it just waltz over. I'm still trying to keep the show going. I'm, you know, not dropping F bombs every second. Video game channel is it's much more unholy. It actually kind of looks like I have Tourette's on that channel because I just swear nonstop. I'm not even trying to be edgy. It's just kind of like, it's like when you go on a first date before you get comfortable with the girl, so you're holding in all your farts, and then you finally get back to your car, and you're just like letting them fucking rip, as she is too in her car. Spoiler alert. But um, it's like I, I put the show down, and I don't have to be like professional podcast host, and I just get on there, and it's just fuck, fuck, balls, fuck. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I might start putting, like, workout stuff behind it. I've never made, like, workout tips or guides or anything, but I have been lifting weights since 2002 or three, and I kind of know what I'm doing. Maybe I should start putting that stuff behind there. I want to get the merch store back up. It's still, I guess, technically incorporated in Maryland, so I got to move that to Maine, and Shopify is a real pain in the ass to work with. But I want to get that back up so you could at least buy a hoodie or a print if you want. Um, these rude sirens are going off while I'm trying to talk. It's I'll tell you what. No respect. No respect. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to try to start putting content behind there. Video game streams, just behind-the-scenes studio shit, maybe workout stuff, get the merch store going back up, talk about future guests, take guest requests. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, I'm definitely getting a little anxious. I don't know how I'm going to make this show succeed. That's uh, That's unsettling. It's scary. It's also just, it's disillusioning. I mean, you just put so much fucking work in and have on all these crazy guests and it's awesome. And then it's like, I don't even want to get doomer. Like, but you just see these the fucking dumbest shows, 90,000 people watching now. And it's just the formulaic. Tim Pool, every fifth word is capitalized. Democrats rage against American freedoms. And it's just, you could take any one of those headlines or or video titles and put it on 
any video for the last 20 years, and it would be applicable. It's just Mad Libs. This is great. Like, you know, like Linus Tech Tips, who I actually really like. But, I mean, his thumbnails, I mean, come on. It's just the same brightly colored, shocked face. See the whites of my eyes. My mouth is open. Look at this computer, offwish.com. It costs how much money? 19 million views. So, but I did an episode last April where I kind of went down this rabbit hole that I'm going down now, and it turned blackpilling very quickly, and I got very angry on camera by myself to the point where people were reaching out to me and being like, hey, bro. And, like, that's never happened before. I can say whatever on a podcast. No one cares. They know it's a show. I did that show, and people were actually, like, texting me, like, hey, I just saw this episode. Everything all right? One friend of the, or fan of the show, friend, kind of family friendish, weird Venn diagram of all of them, actually came over to my apartment last April after it. And I was like, no, you don't need to. She's like, I'm, I'm going to come over. I'd like to talk to you. And she actually came over and we like sat on my back porch for like an hour. And I think she was just making sure that like I wasn't suicidal or something. Or just like had a, just had a total psychotic break. I got very angry. And I don't want to do that again. Not because I give a shit about being embarrassed or anything. I think it was unsettling for other people. And it is, it is kind of, it's not attractive. It's not attractive to just bitch about why you're not succeeding. I'm owed nothing. I already, despite the show not making money and me bitching about it, all that aside, like, I do have the coolest life imaginable. I wake up when I want. I go to the gym. I listen to audiobooks. I do podcasts and then stream video games. Like, my, I have the coolest life. I'm owed nothing. No one's owed anything. You don't bitch and complain about not getting drafted in the NBA. You're not owed anything. You're not, you're not entitled to a, a million-dollar salary playing in the NBA that it's the luxury of luxuries that if you work your ass off you'll get to you are not you don't you don't enlist in the army and then pout that delta didn't select you like you're not entitled to it there's no there's no like there's no like uh there's no like fair access to like Manhattan penthouses I've never got to look over Central Park from 1,500 feet up in a marble bathtub. Yeah, tell that to the Russian oligarch in there. They don't give a shit. So, like, I'm going to maybe try to steer clear of the whole black pilling about why the show isn't working and how much I dislike other shows because that's just not attractive. It, it genuinely isn't. I do need to clarify that the reason I'm not going down that rabbit hole is not because I'm embarrassed by it or I care what other people think. That's not the case. I could not care less. It's I think it's actually unattractive to pout about why you're not getting what you want. No one's holding me, oh, aside from YouTube, iTunes, Reddit, and a couple other websites. No one's holding me back. If the show is to succeed, it's to succeed. Like, I saw an article, I think, last summer or two summers ago, and it was like, who let Post Malone succeed? Like, who let this happen? Like, he's a white man appropriating. And it's like, dude, there's no committee. People just vibed with his shit. 
he just put out bangers and it's fun. And he you look at interviews and he just smile and you're like, oh, this is, it's just fun. I was rocking out to him this morning. How can I be? I don't know the words. Post Malone. Like no one chose it. And in that same manner, like no one. This isn't like the 60s where you actually had an excuse. Like they didn't make it. And he was, you know, podcaster Bob was discriminated against because he was black. Like that that's very real. Where I am isn't. If I don't succeed, it's because I didn't succeed. It's not because nobody ponied up. If the product was good enough, oh shit. If the product was good enough and the guests were cool enough and the show was dope enough, people would pay for it. And if they don't, then they don't. And it, you know, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But got to adapt. I got to keep moving. You know, I'm really only like a week into actually trying with locals. Like people started paying me and I felt so bad, like log into locals and I'd see a question from like three months ago and be like, hey, Tom, like, love your show. Like, have you thought about this? And I'd be like, you know, it's September 2022 and I'm responding in January 2020. And it's just like, that's a smack in the face. Yeah, you're not really giving people a reason to give you a dollar. But so I'm trying to be much more like active in there now. Actually putting up tons of just little videos and shit. And I'm still learning how to do that. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sure I'll look back at locals in six months and be like, yeah, no, now it's streamlined. But right now I'm kind of throwing everything at the wall. Right now on locals is very much like I was saying with Mr. Smith earlier in the show. I was I was actually I actually was about to Google like Hawaii news. I had like a fleeting fear that like North Korea struck, and that's why the internet went out there, and I wouldn't know because it's far enough away that the ENP wouldn't have harmed me. If you want to peek into my anxious, paranoid mind, instead of just an email like "Hey, hey, Tom, sorry, power went out," my mind I'm like "Fuck." They launched a mid-range ballistic missile, probably on DEFCON 1 now. President's probably in the bunker. Shit, I'm going to be drafted. It's not the, the power just went out, you fucking moron. I didn't even check my internet. Like, that could have been mine. It wasn't. It was his. But um, where was I going with this? Nuclear war, Armageddon? Um, oh, yeah, like I was saying earlier with Mr. Smith, before his internet died, before Kim Jong-un nuked mainland Hawaii, um is that very early on it's a very dirty process you ever played like Monopoly you don't early on you just buy everything and as it goes forward you develop ones and you sell others and you know it's kind of like that like right now or you're playing a video game and you're trying to like level up to just get to from level one to level two you're just kind of doing everything you haven't decided what like class you're going to be are you going to be a spy or heavy weaponry or air support or you know, engineer or sniper. You haven't decided like what you're gonna start to fine hone. That's what the early podcast was like. Like you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand how acoustics work. The episodes are just you know, echoing. The camera's like three sixty P. It's below me, so I'm just like looking you're like looking at my nostrils. I'm like dre- like not at all. I'm like wearing like a like an orange fleece jacket because it's cold. I'm like picking my nose and 
like I don't know how to like use language. I'm like fucking this and fucking that, and I'm in the fuck. And it's just like, dude, why are you nine years old and for the first time you're away from your parents and you can swear? It's bad, but it grew and developed, and I you know edited it and chipped away and refined and evolved and pushed forward. I can only imagine that that's where I am with locals right now. Is which will mean that I'm I'm succeeding. If in a year from now I look back and I'm like, dude, you're just telling people, give me money, watch my video game. I'm probably cringing in the future. But the only way to get there is to kind of go through the gauntlet now and find out what works and what doesn't. So why is that hard drive keep like I have these hard drives put next to each other and one of them keeps like sliding away and it's annoying my OCD. Um so, but the only way to do that is through trial and error, you know? I think it's probably going to be video game stream. I had one idea this morning, which shows how dumb my idea. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> I'm saying it now like it was this brilliant idea for a cold fusion reactor. Like, no, wait. I think I think we're thinking about it all wrong. We need to use gallium arsenide and uh, niobium magnets. That's the problem. And, you know, the eureka moment, and I run to the scientists, and, oh, my God, and the montage of the president giving me the medal. No, it's not that at all. My idea that I felt the need to write down, number one, and number two, and bringing it up on here in the discussion of evolving was as follows. Maybe I should do drunk streams, question mark. <laughs> like, that was my, that was my, like, let's break the enemy lines. I've got a new tactic. It's un, it's unrestricted warfare. They'll never see it coming. This could change the tide of the war. No, my idea was, what if I get shit-faced and do streams and take questions from people? That was my brilliant idea. Which, by the way, I... I could be fun but I'm it's it's maybe kind of silly that I thought that was like that was the that was the that was you know that was finding out the source of infinite energy a perpetual motion device cold fusion you know a positive energy reactor you know how to offset gravity or whatever the fuck choose your sci-fi um but right now that's kind of where I'm leaning is the video game streams I'm a little I'm not as hopeful about the merch simply because I had the merch store for like two years before I started the podcast. I loved the designs and they didn't take off. And I was like, well, maybe people, maybe they're too expensive. So I like made the profit margin like 30 cents. Still didn't take off. And I was like, maybe, maybe people don't want hoodies. So I put them on other clothes, didn't take off, put them on, and I was like, maybe they don't want clothes. Maybe people just want, like, prints. Didn't take off. And so then I let the store, like, die on the vine, kind of. Like, it goes into, like, a stasis mode on Shopify where they don't delete it. They'll just, like, keep it alive for, like, a dollar a month. It's completely unusable, but it's, like, still alive and registered. And then I brought it back once uh, I started the podcast. And I was like, now I have, like, a now I have a, an audience. It's going to start working. And that was up for, like, two years and it's still nothing and so I'm gonna bring it back again I'm just a little less hopeful because you know if that was gonna work it probably would have worked 
what I the reason why I'm a little more hopeful for the video game streams are the podcast has worked. Like there was no there was no discernible growth in three years of doing the merch store. It was just it was completely linear, which is not good. The podcast has shown exponential growth for thirty nine months in a row. Like it's still going up exponentially, and the and the exponential rate itself is going up, and the time between changes of rate is going up. So it's accelerating on like nine derivatives of like the rate, the rate at which the rate changes, and I don't know, maybe even the rate at which the rate of the rate changes. It's everything is <sighs> so like. Because of that, for whatever reason, people like listening to either me talking or the guests I have on, or they hate watch, which I'll take. A watch is a watch. Um, why is this hard drive? Stop it. You stop that. I don't like when you're doing that, Mr. Hard Drive. Don't like that at all. Um, it's never done this in whatever so <clears throat> for whatever reason people do like watching the show and thus the video game streams are a derivative of something that has worked for whatever reason people find me entertaining or informative or interesting or they hate watch me which again I'm, I'll take it and so the video game stream is a derivative of that and thus, I think it might work. Um, but I don't know. I I don't think the answer... I know I'm just thinking a lot. I don't care. I don't think the answer is putting the podcast behind a paywall. I just really don't. I think if you got to like, a, like 10 million subscribers, you probably could. And there would be people that would pay for it. Simply because they don't want it to not be part of like their like Like... Tim, like I love listening to the old Tim Dillon episodes with his co-host Ray Kump back in like 2016, 17, 18. I don't listen to the new Tim Dillon, but I do pay for Patreon every month to have access to the old archives because it's such a part of my like daily routine is to listen to those two. So, I mean, that might work, but even then you'd have to have like a million subscribers, put it behind a paywall, and maybe 10% of people would stay, but 10% of people is still 100,000, and that could be worth something. I'm at 16,700 subscribers. Like there's not... It's not worth putting behind a paywall. You're going to kill it. You're going to chop it off at the knees. Um, so that's kind of like my logic right now is to just keep it free-flowing, keep it abundant to everybody that wants access to it. I think that's what's going to make it work. But at the same time, it does have to be a viable business. Like, I do have to get people to pay for it. So I don't really, I guess I probably need to keep what I'm doing, keep doing what I'm doing for a little bit because I don't really have any real feedback data from it. I've had locals for like six months, but I've really only actively been working at it and plugging it and making a point to grow it and fine hone it for like 10 days. So for all I know, what I'm doing right now is working. It's just I don't have enough data. So I should probably revisit this in like a month and see like, is it working? Like, What else can you do? But 
Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't know how else to monetize the show. I have 4 million views on Rumble, and it's made $993 in three years. Which is cool, which is great. $1,000 for doing a podcast and talking to people about shit you like. That ain't nothing. But it, it, and at the same time, it is nothing. Because I live in a world of where I am a carbon-based life form and I require food and water and shelter and electricity. Like, there is a cost to this show. Um, yeah, in three years, 277,000 downloads on Spotify. And it's going up exponentially. It took like a year to reach 1,000 views. Uh, it took like another year to reach 10,000, another year to reach 100,000. So even that going up exponentially has still made $959 in almost 36 months, April 2020. So 35 months. Like those aren't good. For those to scale, and that's that's all time. That's not even monthly. I'd be nervous if that was my monthly income from those. I'd be like, we're still not at the magic $2,500 mark. Actually, it's probably closer to 3000 a month to keep the show going. Fuck. Those are all time. That's from 1,130 episodes over three years. It's made, we'll call it 1,000 on Rumble, and we'll call it 1,000 on Spotify. It has made in three years and 1,130 episodes combined enough to pay for rent and utilities for one month. I need to get that three-year revenue stream into 30 days. That's terrifying. Yeah, that kind of that cold sweat's setting in a little bit. It's March 2023. I have until April 2024. I don't know if I get a paycheck in April 2024, so I think I only have 12 months, so March 2024. That's terrifying. I mean, how many days... So how many days is that then, right? So let's look that up. So roughly 365 times 30. So in 1,095 days, I've made on two platforms... So we'll just call it one platform. It's Spotify and Rumble. I upload to both. People that listen that use Spotify don't use Rumble really. Or if you're using Rumble, you're probably watching. And if you're using Spotify, you're probably listening. So for all intents and purposes, combined watches and listens, we'll call it one company. And it's making, it's made $2,000 over three years. That's not even how much I need a month, but whatever, we'll just call it, that's how much I need a month, 2000 So 365 times three is 1,095. I've made in 1,095 days what I need to be making every 30 days. So 1,095 divided by 30. So we, it has to increase 36.5 times. So times 100, the revenue needs to go up 3,650 times. 
or three thousand six hundred and fifty percent, which is thirty six point five times over. To do so right now, I would need to make I would need to get the number of views I got in three years. I would need to get that per month. So 36.5 times 277,000 on Spotify. I would need to get, fuck, 10,110,500 views a month on Spotify. Jesus. And I would need to get 10 million views a month on Spotify. And, oh God, my heart's sinking. 146 million views a month on Rumble. Dude. That's... That's not good. That's not good. So, we're gonna figure it out, I suppose. Ooh. Nothing like some anxiety. Nothing like some anxiety to get the uh to get the show rocking and rolling. Um uh, 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 people are commenting. Oh hell yeah, dude, somebody gave me ten bucks. Fuck yeah, I'll pock a mountain. 57-year-old old lady, you're not an old lady. My mom's 64, and she's not an old lady, and she'll never be an old lady. Therefore, if you're younger than my mother, you also are not an old lady. 57-year-old lady with boys about your age, I swear more, and I'm, I'm enjoying all your stuff. Fuck yeah, alpaca mountain woman. Um, Your investor should be chasing down sponsors. This is business connections. Agree to disagree. Uh, He's already given me more than I could ever ask for. And he's not gonna his net worth is not gonna be affected one iota by whether or not this show works. I think he really likes the show. It's also pretty much an act of charity. This dude's fucking loaded. He does not need my show to succeed. I appreciate your your input barking digits. But uh no. That's uh the agreement was I will make it profitable. It wasn't that we will, it was that I will make it profitable. Um why this Finn is a fan? Your attitude, your honest, curious, and interested of your well-chosen guests. It's like you're saying, teach me, show me how. Fuck yeah, I do. Apoc Mountain, thank you. No, thank you. Backstage Cam. I like that. I like that name, Backstage Cam. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. Is it? Is it an innuendo? Is it? Is it documentary? Is it like, like HBO Sex? I don't know. Barking Digits. I do like that name. I don't know what it means. Um, but yeah, it's... It's going to work. I just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like that comment, though. I'm going to screenshot that and save that. At least he could give you introductions. Not fair enough, but I mean, again, my pitch to him is I will do it. If I wanted his help or thought I needed his help, that would have been part of my pitch. But uh, I don't like the... And not saying that you're saying this, Barking Digits, but I don't like that uh, I just don't feel entitled to shit. I think it's me. Nobody loses weight for me. Nobody does push-ups for me. Nobody does. Nobody builds muscle for me. 
I have to do it. No one's going to make my bed. I have to fucking do it. So, um, uh, I just think that's a good mindset to have. Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of nerve-wracking. Like, two years ago, I was like, I got three years. It's it's good. Last year, I was like, we're 33% through the the funding. But I was like, I got more than half left. Or we got this, we got this. And now I'm like, oh. Oh, we're coming up on a year. Oh, fuck. So... And I always thought, like, the fear to succeed would drive me harder and harder. But I'm now realizing, like, 10 episodes a week, it it starts to get to about the limit. You can do more, but they start to suck. And if they don't suck, it's because you lucked out. Like, the last week I did, like, four episodes one day, and my last episode was Paul Alexander, a doctor. Uh, he's a fucking cool guy. And I got through the first three. By the third, you could see the quality of the show start to disintegrate a little bit because I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. The fourth one, I was totally brain dead. And luckily, Dr. Alexander talked for the entire hour. You can do those, but though you can't count on having a guy that comes on and fills the hour for you. That's a, That was a fluke. Realistically, you can do about... 10 episodes a week and that's that's fucking hardcore because I take a day off a week so 6 days 10 episodes and that's throwing in just the 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 change ups of life are you sick panic attack family issue fucking what this that the other thing depression anxiety whatever guest canceling whatever that's 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 factored in with just the change ups of life I always thought that when I got to the last year, I'd kick into overdrive and I'd do like two episodes a day for the full year, which is what, 730 episodes. That's not realistic. You can do it for, you can, you can go balls out for like a five day stretch. Like the adrenaline will kick in when you just get like, when it rains, it pours. And, like, when the guests just line up, you got, like, a Dr. Malone, a Dr. McCullough, a Charlie Duke, a Dale Comstock. You're just getting on these big General Spaulding and the Roseanne Barr, and they're all flowing together. There is absolutely and undeniably an adrenaline that kicks in where you can wake up and only get a couple hours of sleep, but you're like, it's time to fucking rock and roll. That's very real. But ultimately, it all evens out. Because when you have that four or five day stretch where you'll do like 15, 16 episodes between Monday and Thursday, you hit an absolute wall. You can't take one day off. You got to take like three or four. And then the next week, you're maybe doing like one or two shows a day. Maybe. You're maybe doing one show a day. So ultimately, it all evens out. If you have like an adrenaline week, you then have two shit weeks after it. So it's like you can work two shifts in a row and make twice the amount of money. But then you're passing out for 24 hours and not making money. So you on the first day, you made two days paycheck. And then you missed work the second day because you were sleeping. So now over the course of two days, you've made two days paycheck. It's just, it doesn't. So yeah, I always thought that like as crunch, I got closer to crunch time. I don't even know if that's the right word. It's 
closer to countdown, the final countdown, closer to the fourth quarter, the 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 clutch time, the as as the dance approach, as the cake needs to get cut. You know, when you're over the target, you're taking flack, and you know the early bird gets the worm, and you know a penny saved is a penny earned. And all the fucking lines. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side, and you know if you do unto others, you know what goes around comes around, and you know no good deed goes unpunished. Because I'll tell you this much: the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and you know what comes up must go down, and you know youth is wasted on the young, and you know. About a fool and his dollars parted every day, and you know, um, you know, use it or lose it, and you know, uh, you know, age is just a mindset, and you know, you never know what you got till it's gone, and you know, all the fucking, you know, you know, the sun goes up and the sun goes down. I'll tell you that. Where am I going with this? Yeah, yeah. No, I always thought that as I got down to the final year. I would just really be going balls out, like, it's time to fucking run, but it's now dawning on me that I've been going balls out, I've been redlining it, it I really can't push it much harder, like, there's not enough time in the day, and there's not enough mental bandwidth, because, like, you can do three, four episodes a day, but by the time you finish up, it's it's and finish editing and uploading. It's one eight. You got to go to bed. All right, you go to bed. Still get your eight hours. Okay, but if you don't have a couple hours to yourself to just decompress, that starts to add up. You start to incur a, a loan of stress. So it does kind of all. I think that my natural upper limit. Last year I did three hundred eighty five. I'm gonna aim for four hundred this year. I think the natural limit's probably like four hundred episodes a year. Like. People have asked me why why do I do so many? Because I don't do it all on one topic. If I was doing four hundred a year on one topic, I'd be like, yeah, that's stupid. But instead, I you know, I I always, I, I always say it like this: is I don't I'm not doing one podcast. I do like four or five podcasts. They all just happen to be named Tommy's podcast. There's like spiritual ones. There's dieting ones. There's history ones. There's war ones. There's prepping ones. There's science ones. There's you know religious ones. There's fiction ones. There's but you know it's so I, I really look at it as like I don't do 400 episodes a year I do like 50 episodes a year for 8 different shows and that's probably the most efficient way to go about building an audience is having really Venn diagrams that rarely overlap and thus you'll grow the most with the you'll suffer the least from diminishing returns but you know it makes me think of the MCAT I started studying for the MCAT in October 2012, and I took the MCAT on May 31st, 2013. And I always told myself, and this is actually a lot like the MCAT. I started nine months ahead of time. They say you should study about a month out. I started nine months, and I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this. And over the months, I realized like my scores weren't getting better. I scored in like the 50th percentile. A month later, the 52nd. A month later, the 55th. A month later, the 56th. A month later, the 59th. A month later, maybe the 60th. And you start to get a little like, boy. And then you kind of keep this bullshit. It's like that, that funny meme. Tomorrow, 
the land of limitless opportunity and work ethic. I'll do it tomorrow. And it's like, no, you're not, right? New Year's, that's when I'll start dieting. I'm going to magically stop being lazy and eating everything in front of me on New Year's. I haven't been able to do it in my 32 years of living. But now, no, you, you do it in the middle of the year. I would just lie to myself. And I actually believed it. I was like, I'll fucking really hit the books in like the final 30 days if my score isn't there. But as I got closer to crunch time, it was like, what do you mean really hit the books? You're studying for the MCAT while taking and acing genetics, physics 2, biochemistry, and calculus. And studying for the MCAT. And as I got closer to those like last 30 days, I think like one or two days, I was like, no, it's time to redline. Let's punch the, let's really hit the gas. And you have this imagery of like, I'm going to put the, like my foot on the gas pedal down to the floor. But then you realize like you were already had it down to like within a quarter of an inch of the floor. You go to push it and it's just like, you go a little faster and you're like, oh shit, I thought we were doing 20 miles an hour and then I was going to put my foot on the pedal and then we were going to go 120. No, I've been doing 80 and now I'm doing 83. Oh, fuck. And um, that was terrifying and my scores still weren't going up. And then there was like a peaceful... I vividly remember, it was about a week, I, th- I fucking really thought I killed one of the MCAT test, uh, prep tests. And I took it, and I graded it, and, you know, you time yourself, you try to simulate the, because the MCAT, that's the other part of it. It's not just difficult, it's also timed, and you have, like, 10 minutes in between each thing. So I would simulate exactly what it was going to be. Like, I'd time myself, I'd be like, I have this much time to go to the bathroom. I'm going to, you know, sit down and, you know, just pay attention to my breath for five minutes, try to center my mind, because I, I can't meditate for 30 minutes. You get 10 minutes in between each section. I tried to simulate what exactly what the MCAT would be like. And I really thought I nailed it one time. I really fucking thought I nailed it. And you're not allowed to use a calculator, right? So I re- just simulated it perfectly. And I looked at the test, and I just remember, I don't even think I, like, cried. I think I just, I remember, like, I looked at the test scores, and I got, like, my for the first time ever, like, my scores dropped. I was went from, like, 63% like an all-time high down to like 50 again and the test was in seven days and I just had this surrender moment where I went I might not be a doctor and I can honestly say there's nothing left for me to try to do it's one thing if you took the MCAT and you did poorly and oh, fuck what time is it I gotta go no we're still good it's one thing if you took the MCAT, did poorly, and you're like, well, I didn't really study, and I was drinking every night. Maybe I should take it a little more seriously. I had I had, I had, had given it my all. I had an extra semester of school to do, so I wasn't finished, but all my friends graduated in May 2013. I had one more semester that fall, but for all intents and purposes, it was graduating. It was the end of college. I went to the University of Georgia. I lived with three of my best friends, hot girls everywhere, number one party school in the nation, 22 years old, single, in good shape. And I didn't touch any of that. All I did was study. 
And so to me, there was no, my dad would always say when he would watch me play middle school basketball, because I'd get so upset if we lost. And he'd be like, just leave it all on the court. Because if you leave it all on the court, you actually run it until you fucking throw up. When you run until you got blisters on your feet and you're bruised and you're out of breath and you're sweating and you got to like shit your pants, you got a headache because you're dehydrated. If you leave it all on the court, you're still going to be upset if you lose, but there's a piece to it because you go, dude, I don't. Why didn't you give me that extra 10%? Dude, I did. And I threw up on like the, the, the ref, like there is no f- another 10%. I, th- I broke the laces in my shoes, right? Like my mom's checking my pulse. Cause like my, my electrolytes are slow. If you give it all and leave it all in the court or leave it all in the field, there is a piece in that you go, you still got to get up and try again, but you go, there's no like tossing and turning that night of like, I could have done more, you know, like the shitty trope where, you know, you're at the party and hey, coach, what's the matter? And he's out there just looking at the moon drinking. And he's like, oh, good at it. No, there's none of that. There's a piece to it. And like I had that after my freshman year of college is I did very poorly in all my classes and it really hurt because I knew that I could have done it a lot better. And I, then I did. But the point with the MCAT is so this would had to have been like May 24th, 2013, I guess. So a week before May 31st. And I, I thought I nailed it. Been prepping for nine months. My finals were like a month earlier, so now I didn't even have to go to classes. Again, I was taking uh, genetics, physics to biochemistry and calculus. I didn't even have to take those. Those were gone. I, my whole day was freed up. All sun up to sundown, just studying around the clock. And I scored that test, and I looked at it, and I just had this moment of like, I was almost too sad to cry. I just went like, I've, it was three years. So like as much work as I've put into this podcast, it was that, but even more, at least this, I get to joke around. That was just studying. And I remember I like sat back in my chair and I just realized that I might not be a doctor and then I started, I remember I told myself, I was like, I don't even know if I want to be a doctor. And then there was just this peace that came over me. And I went and meditated. I normally meditated in my room, but all my friends had like left. They graduated. So I was sitting on my buddy's uh, bed and meditating because I had a better view of the trees and I liked to look at the sun setting. And I just remember seeing the sun setting. I can still see it. 3930 Coney Street in Athens, Georgia. Apartment 21. I can still see it, like the sun going behind the trees. You know, it's a hot Georgia day. And it's got the big gold sun. And I was just sitting there. And I just really had this feeling of like, I am on a planet just circling the sun. And I just looked at it and I went, I have given it my absolute all my absolute all like I'm okay with this and then I was just so relaxed and I actually thought about like I'm not even going to study the last week 
And then I thought, I've already come this far. And although now I am A, at peace with not being a doctor and B, actually kind of think, do I even want to do this? Which at the time I thought, I think, you know, you're just feeling a little defeatist and you're saying you don't want to do this. But in hindsight, I can actually look at it and go, no, 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 I actually didn't want to do it. But I woke up the next morning and I was like, okay, well, I still have a week left. I've come this far. Why don't I at least walk the last 100 feet to the summit and put the flag in and go, I fucking tried. And I was just at peace. I didn't fuck around. Like I still studied. There wasn't the fear wasn't there, but I didn't I didn't fuck around. I didn't just like scroll Reddit. I was like, let's just finish the drill. You've been at it for three years. So let's put the last seven days in. And I did. And I kind of just did my. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I just did my thing. I kept studying. But I was just at peace. And then the day before, I didn't study. I remember I got on one of the school buses. And I actually just sat on it for like two hours as it just went around campus. And I just looked at everything. And the East Campus Express. And then I came back. I remember I took a nap. It was a really weird nap. I remember laying on a couch with my head on a futon or on an ottoman. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. Went for an early morning run. And I was meditating in the grass in like the central, like at the entrance of UGA near the arches at like four in the morning and these cops actually came up to me they're like what's up buddy they thought I was shit faced from the night before and I was like yo and they're like what are you doing I was like I'm meditating they're like I mean you need to come with us and I was like no I'm I'm, I'm taking the MCAT today I'm I'm st-. and they actually looked at me they're like oh we thought you were just like drunk as fuck sitting in a field and I was like oh no no no, no. I'm I'm, I'm meditating I vividly remember that I was like no dude I'm, I'm meditating I was in like an Under Armour shirt with like headphones and I was like I'm just exercising and like I drove to the MCAT place, and then there was construction on the way. Dun dun dun! But I was so at peace. I was like, oh, "Guess I'm gonna maybe be late." And I wasn't late. I still got there on time. And I remember I took the MCAT, and I didn't take any caffeine, and I didn't take any riddle, and something I'd done every day for like eight years. And I just didn't care. Again, not like fuck this. I was like, I still try to want to do it like even if I don't want to be a doctor I kind of still want to ace the MCAT because I'm an egotistical asshole and I was like let's just let's just take it I had normally taken the MCAT there's like four or five sections and I think you get 55 minutes for each I normally in my practice test would finish with like an extra two minutes which is huge once when I, when I first started taking practice tests I finished with like five seconds left after several months of work, I got it up to two minutes left because then you have two minutes to go back and you can't look at all your questions, but you circle the questions where you're like, you're like, if I have an extra couple seconds, I'll come back and look at this and with a fresh set of eyes. So like two minutes was huge. I went from five seconds at the end of each section to two minutes, right? And I was like, I was finishing it. I shit you not with 15 minutes left. And I, I didn't even look back at questions. I was just like, I've given it like my all. I'm at peace with this. And I took it and was like, I might have failed that. I don't know. And I went, I went back and I remember I hung out with my buddy David. We got absolutely shit-faced. Um, yeah, and so what's the moral of this whole story? I'd given it my all and I had just come to peace and let go. And I got my test scores back. And I scored in the 95th point six percentile nationally. Just I bent that test over and fucked it. 
And it was this weird catch twenty two because I kind of didn't even want to be a doctor anymore. And I was like, "What? Well, it's, it's kind of it was a weird experience." Actually, I was so excited just to do it. I remember I went and actually I was hitting a punching bag at the gym afterwards. So I was so excited. I actually broke my wrist, which is kind of hilarious. Um, <clears throat> straight up broke it. Like had to get cast and everything. But uh, what's the lesson in there? You know, instead of studying for nine months and then being at peace in the last week. It might be that I'm giving it my all for three years. And maybe this last year, I'm just kind of at peace with like whatever happens, happens. Unlike the doctor thing where I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. I still want to do this. I genuinely want to do this. This is the most one I've ever had. But you know, maybe it doesn't become financially viable in the next 12 months. Maybe I gotta go get a shit job at a bar or a gas station and do the show in the evenings. And that's okay because I really want it. And had I really wanted to be a doctor and had I failed the test, I would have retaken it. But I didn't want to be a doctor and I didn't fail the test. I aced it, but I didn't want to, whatever. So what's the takeaway? Just give it your all. Don't, don't, don't mope around. Don't be lazy. Don't give up. Still, you got 12 months left. There's no reason why you can't do another 400 episodes. Keep hitting the gym. Keep listening to audiobooks. Keep trying to get bigger and bigger guests. Be more daring with your conversation. <sighs> Which I can't really do. I openly talk about just the most retarded shit. But I guess the takeaway is give it your all. And whatever happens, happens. You know? It's not a trivial thing that it, I had to go up against the multi-trillion dollar company Google. Like, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And like medical school, you are not entitled to an acceptance. I'm not entitled to this working financially. That's okay. Whatever happens, happens, man. Yeah. So I guess I got to wrap this one up. Ten sparking digits. I like that name. You yell through your fingers. LOL. Um, I don't even know. What do I do with... I'll pock them out and give me ten bucks. How do I even get that? I don't even like know what to do. So just go into... I don't even know how that works. Um, but yeah. If y'all like the show, please go join Rumble. It's five dollars a month. Keep the show going. I don't know why I just thought I was finished for the day. I have another podcast in nine minutes. Jesus Christ. All right. We gotta wrap this one up. Thank you everybody for watching. Uh much love. Take care. Subscribe to Locals. Recording stopped.